Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back in this thing. You know, this is Coffee with Jenny and Dre podcast, and we are back. This is episode two. two. I'm definitely, definitely, definitely proud of my beautiful wife and my co-host. Her name is Jenny Jones. Hey, 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 we're here. We are back, and uh, I mean, we're ecstatic that everybody that tuned in and really received us on um, episode one, man, it was just getting to know us a little bit, man, uh, telling some funny stories, just talking about how we met, our love story, and uh, today be just a little bit more about getting to know us, but on a deeper level, we're going to do some deep diving today. Well, um, we got some feedback, and a lot of people were interested in knowing more about our journey to have kids and facts. the struggles we went through. So this might be a little bit of a, like you said, deeper conversation, deeper conversation. a little bit more raw, um, yeah. more emotional, maybe. For sure. I mean, she might cry. I might cry. I mean, I'm not going to cry, but she might cry. And it might be some, you know, tears shedded here, man. Um, we just want to bring some light on some things of just like, uh, you know, our journey and having our kids and uh, yeah. how that how that journey came about. Do, do we... Do we have a conversation about having kids or was I just shooting the club up? Like, I don't, I mean, how was that? Uh, I don't know that we ever like had like a sit down conversation about having kids. No, I don't, I don't recall that. I mean, I think, um, the first, the first pregnancy was not planned by any means. Mm -hmm. Um, and then maybe after that we might've, you know, I mean, we knew what we were doing, but yeah. We, uh, um, I, I definitely knew what I was doing, <laughs> but it wasn't like we were, we sat down. We're like, okay, yeah. tomorrow we're gonna try for a baby. Yeah, like or like we, we're, we didn't plan like, okay, this is the month we're gonna start planning no, for a kid. Except for like a little, except for when we get into it, like when mm-hmm. we started with Blakeland, then that was kind of like a different story. But, yeah, for sure. But prior to all that, no, mm-hmm. it wasn't like an open conversation. No. Yeah. So. We didn't have a conversation. We were married, though, so it wasn't like uh, it wasn't we weren't having a, a baby out of, you know, not being married and not being committed uh, not to each other. the first one? The first one we were married? Well, ma- well, okay, so we're talking about two different things. We'll we'll jump into the whole story, but um, I thought you were going to do story. We're going to do story of the week to brighten it up a little bit first. I th- well, I thought we were doing story of the week at the end of the, at the, end of the pod. You do it at the end? It's supposed to be at the end of the pod. Yeah, okay, you, so we're you, just gonna go dive deep right yeah, now. Okay, no, we're just gonna get into it like right now. Like, why are we? Cool. I didn't. Waiting I just thought here? we were gonna say, say nah. like, hey, this is what happened. Nah, none okay, of that. perfect. None of that. Um, so every this is kind of like a a pretty open conversation that is might be a little bit difficult. So, um, with with our relationship, we do have three kids that we are so thankful for. Um, but it might look as if this is so easy and you can just have babies and we understand that that's not everybody's situation and everyone has their own story as to how they conceived. And um, we're going to shed light on ours a little bit. And so, yeah. um, I mean, even with that, that's some of the feedback we have. We have multiple friends right now trying to have babies and it's not just working for them perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like I said, even one of my best friends who she had to do IVF. So like, there's a lot of things on here that we can discuss and get into, but, um, we have had six miscarriages. I think that's where we're good, what we're going to talk about. And even though it looks like we have, we do, we have these beautiful children, obviously, but Mm -hmm. there was a struggle to get to that point. And then there was like medical reasons why all this was happening. And so we're going to kind of share my side of the story and then, 
kind of get a dad's perspective of how to be there and what to do and what y'all's emotions are. Correct. Um, so do you remember, um, do you remember how long you cared before you had the first miscarriage? Yeah. Because luckily for me, like, and again, I have a friend who went way, way further, but, um, all of, all of the miscarriages happened around like between eight and 10 weeks. Okay. One might've gone a little bit further and that's the one, um, that, that, I hemorrhaged and things like that on. But so what, what happened is obviously the first pregnancy, um, wasn't expected and it was, it was exciting. And I just first time being pregnant and you had had children. So like it it was new for us, but definitely new for me. Um, and I got, maybe I got, I was just real excited. I miscarriage was never even like, I didn't never even thought about that happening. Yeah. And so right around eight or nine weeks, um, I knew I, there was, I think I I had to go to the doctor or whatever. And there was, um, it was smaller than it was supposed to be or something like that. I can't remember the exact details of that. So then they were telling me that this isn't, this isn't a viable pregnancy. And so this isn't going to, to last. And, um, but it was going to be like, your body will go through it. It'll be fine. You know, you just, you're going to have a miscarriage basically. Um, but there was nothing like no pill or anything. I know sometimes back in the day, I think they used to take a pill and it would make you miscarry. I I don't know. I I could be wrong, but I think so. But there was nothing to that. Um, and so that was the first, the first one. And then a couple months later, I don't know the, the, how long, um, we were pregnant again. Mm-hmm. And so we were excited. And again, I remember telling my mom, I was like, I'm not even worried about, I think I wasn't even thinking miscarriage again because of, like, what are the odds yeah. that I'm going to miscarry again? Um, so went about it and I was like, it's going to be a boy because we wanted, <laughs> I wanted boys so bad. Yeah, you did. Um, and then it happened again. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, what is going on? And I think that's where um, medically I started talking to the doctor and I was like, okay, is there a reason like what's happening? Um, so she told me most times they wait until your third miscarriage before they start blood testing you and doing yeah. all these things. And, but I was like, why are we, why would why we wait? wait? So long? Yeah. yeah. So, um, we, she, my doctor started running all the blood work and all the tests. Um, and came back, I had the like cystic, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. I get cyst on my ovaries every month. I knew I, d- I knew I had that, but I didn't know that it like it, how it affected pregnancies, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then they found out I had a blood clotting disorder, which is a really long name, which I'm not even going to know the name of it because it's so long. Um, and with that blood clotting factor, basically what happens is the second I get pregnant, all pregnant people, pregnant women, um, when you get pregnant, your blood thickens. That's normal. Mine thickens further because of the clotting factor that I have. And so when that happens, your, um, your blood supply shuts off to the uterus. And so it basically, you miscarriage because your, your blood doesn't go where it's supposed to go. Um, it's really interesting. And then when you're, when you, and when we, when you are pregnant, you always have to take those uh, shots in your stomach. Well, so that's when, so yeah. So when we figured out that that's what it was, she was like, so there's a solution to this. A with the cyst. Now we have to take, it was called Femara or Femara, which is like a Clomid. Clomid. I think 
um, where you take that, that was going to help us have a healthy ovulation. So now I'm like, okay, now we're going to have a healthy ovulation, but then you had the blood clotting situation. So then you figured out, okay, now we have to take blood thinners. The second you find out you're pregnant, you have to take a blood thinner. That's how she said it. Right. And I was like, okay, no problem. So I went, so Okay, I'll jump back to that. Basically, I thought a blood thinner was a pill. Come to find out it's an injection that you have to take in your stomach every single day. And that's when I was like, wait, what? Yeah. There's an injection in my stomach? I thought, like, why can't we just take a pill? Um, couldn't do that, obviously. So um, so then we knew the then we knew the problem. So that was great. Um, and what she told me and for other women out there, the fact that you've gotten pregnant. And even though it ended in miscarriage, the fact that you even got pregnant is like a massive hurdle. So yeah. we knew all the pieces were working, but mm -hmm. it just, we had to figure out the problem. So once we figured out that problem, um, we'd started Femera, which was a really crazy process. I don't even, do you remember all of this? I don't. Not the, <laughs> not the Femera part. So you had to, you have, it's like you, it was a pill. It's just been a long time, guys. But it was a pill that you had to take, but then you had to like, monitor everything. So like they were doing, um, sonograms on my ovaries before I was even pregnant. So I remember seeing the eggs that were going to release that were, that is now Blakeland, which yeah. is so weird. And then she was, that's, this is when I told you nothing was planned except for this time, because now she knew exactly when I was going to ovulate. And so then it was kind of weird, but they were like, okay, so now y'all have to have sex three nights in a row. You don't remember this? I, I just remember beating the cheeks all the time. <laughs> oh my I, God. Mean, I don't remember. And like, I was like, okay, that just seemed, it was just a little weird. Cause then it was like, it, it was, you had to do it. It was mm -hmm. like, okay, now it's time. And we had never had, had to like plan sex schedule that. Yeah. Um, but I remember the third night, me and you, like, we weren't really, we were like, okay. I, we almost didn't do it, I think, because it was so like. You, you think she came on the third night? I think so. On the third and time we because did. Because we were like, ah, let's, come on. <laughs> and here we are. Mm -hmm. So found out it worked, obviously. Got pregnant, but the chances of having multiples were super high, mm -hmm. which was another scary, because uh, I was like, oh, dear. Um, so that didn't, obviously, it was just one baby, thank, thankfully, one baby. Um and when we found out, I still remember, I, re I remember even with the first pregnancy, we had driven to San Antonio mm -hmm. and I got car sick and I had never been car sick in my life. And I was like, that is weird. I don't know what that was. And then on the way home, it happened again. And you were like, let's get a, let's get a pregnancy test. And I was like, again, hadn't even crossed my mind that I could have been pregnant. And I was like, what? Okay. I took a pregnancy set test inside of a convenience store that was gross should have never done that uh, i mean <laughs> everybody saying. used the restroom in the convenience store but I mean. ew um <clears throat> and then we waited in the car and that's when we found out we were pregnant and that's like i i remember feeling we weren't married at that time and so i remember being super nervous then because i was like what is he gonna think like what is what is happening mm. and i remember you like calmly we were in the do you remember this Tell the story. Okay. We were in the car and you, like, we saw that it was positive. And I think I, I was shaking and you were like, I love you and gave me a kiss. And then you got in the car cause you were going, you had to go into a friend's house or do something. Mm -hmm. And I was just sitting there like, 
oh my gosh. But your calmness was just really cool for me because I wasn't calm at all. But anyways, so back to back to the pregnancy that gave us our first child, Blakelyn. Um, everything went well. I mean, and then from there on, I stayed on the blood thinners and continued. And then I was considered high risk. So then I had to see um, a different, like basically a specialist. Twice. We had to go to two different doctors. Two different doctors yeah. all the time. So I was seeing like my primary doctor and then I was seeing the specialist. <clears throat> and the specialist, they basically, their whole point was to make sure the baby was okay. Mm -hmm. And then my doctor was more checking up on me and the baby, but yeah. me. Um, Tell me this real quick. Let's jump back a little bit. <clears throat> so I know we had two miscarriages before we had Blake, before we right. got on everything. Um, during those miscarriages... As a woman, how do you feel? Do you feel like, is it something wrong with my body? Why I'm rejecting this? Like, how do you feel as a woman? Like, or what's what's those emotions that you have? You, um, you have all kinds of emotions. And again, with this, everyone deals with things differently. So the way I process and the way I deal is going to be totally different than somebody else. Hmm. So um, I think like the first two, it was like a gut punch, like a reality check. Like, okay, I know he has children. So it's it, obviously it's me. There's something going on with me. That's how I felt. Um, the sec, the first one I was just kind of blew. I, I didn't blow off the miscarriage. I blew off overthinking. Is it me? What's the problem? And just chalked it up to this happens. Cause the doctor said, almost like 50% of pregnancies end in miscarriage. I didn't know that a whole, and, and what the deal is, is a lot of people are miscarrying before they even know that they're pregnant. They're pregnant yeah. So it's, it's happening without you even knowing. And I think yeah. when she told me that I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, so emotionally with the first two, I kind of, we were still like working towards. So I kind of, maybe I didn't even like process it the way I should, I should have. Mm -hmm. Um, because I was still just trying to look um, look f into the future for when, because she was like, we can do this, this, and this, and it's going to be okay. So I guess I was getting reassurance that it was going to be okay. Yeah. Um, now, in those moments when it happened, obviously, that was very difficult. Um, some of that I'm not going to touch on right now, um, like being at the doctor when it was happening and because there was a nurse with, it was either the first or the, I think it was the second one. Mm -hmm. She was very um, just, it was like she had seen these so many times that she was just like, oh, you're miscarrying. It is what it is, you know, and she was insensitive to it. And I remember yeah. getting really frustrated. Um, and she was like, do you see the amount of blood? This is not a viable pregnancy. And she, it was just like rarely blunt. And you're like, okay. And so you had to like deal with that. But then then we figured out everything. And so was, I had hope again. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with Blake, you know, you stayed with the injections, which my, these injections left, left like bruises on your stomach. I mean, they weren't, I feel like I can handle pain pretty well. They burned like crazy. Mm -hmm. It's called Lovenox. If any of you ladies are out there on it, that's what I was on. Um, <laughs> Lovenox. And, and not only that it's expensive it is so incredible. You remember how expensive? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is so expensive. Um, expensive, painful, not fun every day. And not only every day, every day up until six weeks after you give birth. So you have to take it for like 10 and a half, 11 months and it's not fun. Um, 
So, uh, but it just prevents any blood clots and things like that. So obviously it's super important, but, um, and then with Blakeland, everything went well. It was perfect. It was a great pregnancy. Yeah. I had no, um, how long do we hold Blakeland in for? So Blake tried to come at 34 weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, and we held her in cause they were like, no. And then come to find out it's okay if they come at like 35 weeks, they don't really freak out. And I was mm -hmm. at 34. So I had to stay in the hospital a couple of days and then they got my contraction to to stop. But what's weird is with me, with all the pregnancies, I have these, these, I forget what they're called now, like pre contractions, but mm -hmm. they're not, they're not real. They're not like the real thing, but I have them from very early on. For my, sure. I start having them. And I'm yeah. like, you, my whole, everything would like tighten up. Quick but, side note, quick side note, everybody, you know, I don't want to brag uh, <laughs> on my wife, but I'm going to brag on her. <clears throat> You know, my wife has all these babies natural. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, I mean, God. like, she is one of the most strongest women I've ever uh, uh, seen, met in my life. Not saying there's nothing wrong with getting the injection and, and, and you know, it's called doing an the epidural. Pain. Getting the epidural, doing that thing, let them shoot it in your back, whatever. I, I, I get it. I understand it. But this one right here, all natural. I'm talking about all natural. Let me, quick story, then we get back on it. But, like, uh, I think with, um, um, with Naomi, so my wife wear earphones and, uh, you know what I'm saying, she'll wear earphones and everything and she'll be listening to her music. She's super calm, breathing while her contractions is going on. And when I knew she was a G is when uh, she had the earphones on in and she took them off like this, boom, handed them to me and told the nurse, I'm ready. And then <laughs> boom, shit started rolling, bam, 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 boom, boom. And then there goes Naomi. So she can tell, she, I mean, she was doing this natural thing so good. I mean, she she can tell when she was ready to roll or whenever she was dilated enough. It was it was a pretty dope experience. And well, she's just dope as hell. Well, thank you. But mm -hmm. it was, it's not easy. That's for sure. No, definitely but not. Natural birth is It's a mental, hard. it's a mental game. And I, yeah. <laughs> funny is everyone's like, to me, a shot in the back to make my whole body numb mm -hmm. that creeps me out more yeah. than just dealing with the pain. So, um, I knew I wanted to do it natural, but I also know that there, when people have all these birth plans and things go, this is how I want it to go. It never goes that way. Mm -hmm. And so I never had a birth plan. I never read a birthing book. Or, we, didn't, we never went to no breathing classes. No, no shit. breathing like, classes. Didn't walk the hospital before. I didn't want to know. Cause mm -hmm. I, what y'all don't know about me yet is I'm, I am a hypochondriac. I don't need to know what could go wrong, how it could go wrong. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. For sure. Um, I don't want to know any of that. But what I also, and I think the story that you're talking about, I think that was with Corey. Was Corey? Yeah. Okay. Um, with w what what I was more open to with Naomi, is that which is the third baby, is that um, I started re like listening to birthing affirmations. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll get into to why I was more scared with Naomi than I was with any of the other ones. Um, but... I realized like our bodies are made for this. Like a woman's body is made to have babies. And and I think in not like in other countries, but in America, they make it a scary thing almost for women. Like you got to get to the hospital. You got to, you got to do the, you got to do all these things. And mm -hmm. it's all these people around you. And, and if you don't, um, if you're not dilated, they're going to give you Pitocin and we're going to get that baby out or they're going to do a C-section and, yeah. And really, if you just hold off and and let, let your body, let do, your body do it naturally, that's how I looked at it. And then it would make things a little bit smoother. Yeah. Um, but I stuck to like no plan. 
Um, but Blakeland's birth was so smooth and so easy. This, yeah. this, this conversation, if y'all can hear it in my voice, it's like it, um, parts of it make me a little nervous and anxious. So I can feel my like starting to shake a little bit um, just because there's so much to unravel here. But Blakeland's birth was awesome. It was. Um, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know did anything. Great. My doctor ended up not being there. It was mm -hmm. a different doctor who I loved. And I ended up going with her for Naomi because I found her. Mm -hmm. um, but she, her name was Blake, which was funny. Didn't know it till like right when we were delivering her. She was like, what's her name going to be? And I was like, Blakeland. She goes, my name's Blake. Mm -hmm. um, loved that moment. But she was such an awesome doctor. But I had Blake in six hours yeah. for first for first pregnancy. That was kind of crazy. Now, mind you, I had been dilated and she had already tried to come. And so like my body was dilated and ready. So it didn't take me as long. Um, for sure. But man, the first time you find out about <laughs> how painful that is when you don't have an epidural. And then um, I didn't know anything about the ring of fire. I don't know how much no, details so, we want to give. No, but so... As a, I mean, I'm I'm the dad up in that joint, and and I don't be, you know, what I'm saying I like seeing everything. God, so, I know. Like I like seeing it He'll all. He'll send me videos. I send videos. Of, I mean, like, like I'm watching uh, it. Like I, I don't play no game. So mm -mm. the birth it, birth is beautiful. Watching a woman do her thing is the Ooh. most beautiful thing in the world. So I like watching everything. Soon as that head come out and the ring of fire, which I don't know. I can explain. I mean, women can explain it better, but the ring of fire, the pain, they can explain that. But the ring of fire is when the head is about, the crown is about to come out the head. So the, the crowning of the, the head. head, the crowning of the head. So the doctor gets some, I don't <sighs> know, some type of oil. I don't know what type of oil it is, but he goes, do it around the head. And that's when it starts firing. That means that damn thing, that head is about to go. Bloop, bloop, and when that thing pops out, like it, it okay, that, well, the head oh. pops out, boom. And I'm like, yes, I'll be loving it. Right. And I touch the head right. Even before the shoulders and shit come out, I'm already touching the head and everything. And then everything else comes out like, <laughs> then it oh, all, wow. Well, then it all comes out and I'm so, I'm, I'm still looking down there and I tell her, Hey babe, don't worry about it. You only got to get one or two stitches. It ain't, <sighs> it didn't clip, God. but a little bit, but it's to me, it, I think it's amazing. I think it's beautiful. And I just love every moment of giving birth and watching her give birth because I just think that is I think is amazing I think yeah, that is it's, think it's pretty awesome right. I mean I mean I'm not going through the pain I'm really just you know holding hand holding a hand and shit and watch telling her to breathe other than that I'm just and it's a bystander it is it is wild as a woman and they're like push and you're like I am pushing and they're then that one time they've had to put the oxygen on me mm -hmm. and then they were going to take it away, and I was like, no, give that back. I remember I was like, no, give me some what, more of that oxygen. Which kid came while Kobe and it was in the playoffs? Who, which? Um, uh, court. One of them came and, you Corey. know, Kobe was playing. I'm not really trying to miss any Kobe situation. No, and so that wasn't the deal. Um because it was the playoffs. It was the play. This was Naomi. Mm. It was the playoffs, but it wasn't Kobe. Kobe wasn't in it. Oh, okay. I knew um, she was trying to be disrespectful. Because it was Naomi, which was in, born in 2021. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I, that was, that's a funny story because I felt pressure. This was on the third, the third baby. I felt pressure that I needed to get her out because there was a game that needed to be watched. <laughs> Not saying and, that I, you know, value sports over the birth of the kid, but <laughs> you know, was, that was ridiculous. Though. We got to so, get it going. That was that was silly. Yeah. But with Blake, everything went went well, went smooth. We had her in six hours. Mm -hmm. 
got stitched up, which again, people don't talk about, but again, you're not numb and you're like, okay, now we got to stitch you up, but I'm going to give you, they give you an injection They do. right after having a baby. They, it is wild. It is wild. And, but it doesn't matter as soon as you give you the, the numbing or whatever, she immediately Already starts stitching, stitching up. up yeah. You feel everything. There is nothing numb down there. I mean, mm. absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, we go back to the room. We have her because there's another thing. Um, is is that night? I don't remember any more contractions. None. Great. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Done. Then with Corey, which is the second one. So in between Corey, none. No miscarriage. No. Okay. No miscarriages. No miscarriages. That's in why I always Corey. say like Corey is like our little miracle baby yeah, because she came. I mean, we seven we, months later. Right. Right. Yeah. So I. I mean, as soon as the doctor said Dre, you can you can shoot the club up. I was shooting the club up. Basically, is what you're saying. He was like, "Yo, she's what clear." What it was is we. I assumed because of everything we went through with Blake. I was like, mm-hmm. "This isn't gonna just happen again." So yeah. I wasn't concerned. With it just happening, but they again. say, don't they say it's easier to get pregnant once, like once you have a baby, and well, then obviously, yeah, because because here comes Corey, yeah, and I was like, oh cow, that's weird. Corey wasn't planned. Corey, no, we didn't well, plan. yeah, no, yeah, it wasn't. I never had to take Famera again. Yeah, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it just like boosted my. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it did, but it, it, it another egg just was was chilling. Yeah. yeah. So um, here goes Corey, and then Corey came. So okay. So Blakeland held into thirty five weeks. Mm-hmm. Corey ended up coming at thirty seven weeks, um, and hers was a three hour long process. And mm-hmm. again, at that point, I knew exactly what was coming. I was like, here we are. I know what to do now. And I, that's the one where I had the headphones on and I was like, okay, I got this. Yeah. Um, I know, I know, I know what's happening. And then she, and then she was, it was great. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. None of these, I had to have Pitocin or anything. Um, and so after Corey, um, we just kind of like, we had two babies now that were 16 months apart yeah. and we went about our lives and we were doing our thing. And then in between, this is where things get interesting is ladies, when you go to the doctor, they make you fill out paperwork that says, um, so I found out I was pregnant again and I don't remember Here's where things are going to get a little dicey. I, I don't know the time frame of like how long after Corey, yeah. um, that we found out we were pregnant again, go to the doctor and they're like, you have to fill something else. Like how many times have you been pregnant? And then how many children do you have? Yeah. And you're like, okay. But I remember being like, oh, Gosh, how many times? Have, okay, so at this point, I had been pregnant. This was my fourth pregnancy, but I have two children. So, so you have to like keep up with that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm like, okay, so that one, um, there was bleeding around the uh, the sack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, what does that mean? And they were like, I've seen this go both ways. It's either going to be okay. And it's going to dissolve or it's not going to be okay. And you're like, okay. So with that one, you could see the heartbeat. I saw the heartbeat. So I knew there was a baby. Um, so it was a little bit further along, I guess, than the other two times. Yeah. And then I go to the doctor again and they're like, um, at this point, I am a, I am a pro at when they go to do those ultrasounds. I know exactly. I'm like, okay, there's the heart. Okay. I know, I know all the things because mind you, 
I'm having to go to a specialist too. Mm -hmm. So every time I go to the doctor, they're doing ultrasounds. And so you get to where you know exactly what it is. Um, and I had gone and then that time, the next time I go, it was good news. She was like, look, the bleeding is that is, there's a name for this bleeding guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not good with, um, remembering all the like medical, you know, things right now. My, my brain is, is, is not, it's not coming up with it, but there is, there's a name for the bleeding. I just can't think of it. Um, not like a hematoma. Do you remember? I don't, uh, know. I I don't remember. No. So she was like, look, it's gone away. So not gone away, but better. So she I had, I had high hopes. So then like another week goes by and I have to go to the specialist. So I go to the specialist and, um, um, that's when she was doing the ultrasound or whatever. Mm. And I could tell she wouldn't say anything, but I knew there was no heartbeat at that point. This is where I might get, this one bothered me. Um, because with the other ones, I didn't see the heartbeat. And so it was not as hard, I guess. With this one, I had seen the heartbeat. And so she was like, um, she wouldn't say anything. And I looked at her and I was like, there's no heartbeat. And she goes, um, she goes, I'll be right back. And I was like, okay. Um, so then I'm in the room by myself because you didn't go um, to some of these because I had to go to so many, like you didn't have to be. And I remember, I think even with this one, I was like, no, I'm fine. Like I'll go, you know, no big deal. Um, so I remember sitting in the room. And so that one, that one was hard. Um, it was just harder. So then the doctor comes in and of course she tells me kind of, you know, what I already know. Um, and so then I'm a little bit further along on this one. So I didn't know what the process would be. I was like, do we just sit and wait? She's like, yeah, you're going to start bleeding and you know, you'll go through the process again. And I was like, okay. So that was, and then I, and I did. So started bleeding probably a couple days later. Um, and then, and then, so then I had, that was that one. So that was, that was the third miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I got pregnant again. You did. <laughs> um, and uh, again, excited, like thinking still at this point, we're like, we're going to have a boy. We didn't go into that with uh, with Blake and Corey at both. Was it up? We didn't tell them how we did, how we found out if it was a girl or a boy. No, we didn't. We um, we would have the doctors write it down on a piece of paper and we'll go to dinner and we'd go to dinner mm -hmm. <laughs> and with Blake with, but not with Blake Time out. with Corey and, and Naomi with Corey for sure. Remember, remember my mom was there when we found out if Blake was a boy or a girl. I don't remember. We don't do no gender reveals though. We're not doing all no, this. We pop didn't do gender. We didn't. All that but shit. We don't do all that. It wasn't a thing. Like oh, it wasn't yeah, that we're, big we're of a thing. Then. Yeah. Yeah. But the, my mom was there for the ultrasound to find out if Blake was a girl or a boy. And I had known this whole time. She's a boy. It, it's a boy. It's a boy. Yeah. In my because they'd be like, oh, the heart beats this fast. It's a boy if it's but, this low. But her heart always... rate was always low. I mean, mm. it was always fast as if it was a girl yeah. or whatever. So my mom told me, she was like, it's a girl, Jenny. And I was like, no, it's a boy. It's a boy. I'm going to have boys. And my whole life, to me, I was going to have boys. Mm -hmm. So I grew, again, from episode one, I grew up with all boys. Yeah. I know, I don't know what it's like to have a sister. I don't know what it's like to be around girls. I didn't play with Barbies. I had trolls. My brother cut all their hair off. I mean, like mm. 
I did nothing girly. And small, basically. small note, fellas, men determine the sex of the baby. Absolutely. Just, just so you know, if you have a bunch of girls, don't be like, oh, she couldn't give me. Men determine the sex of the baby. So if you got a bunch of girls, you, you did that. But I, I mean, having girls is probably, I mean, was the best thing ever for me. I don't. Oh I, man, I wouldn't change it for the I, world. I don't no. even. I was never like the dude that was like, oh, I got to have a bunch of boys, man. If I have, I just want healthy kids. Like I just wanted yeah, healthy absolutely. kids. Um, and having these girls were like the most amazing thing for me. So I mean, when whenever I mean, it was never like I I got mad for for you saying, oh, it's gonna be a girl, even on the third one, because I mean, I basically no. But one of the times was pretty funny though. Which one? With, with Corey. Mm. So with mom, as soon as they said it's a girl, mm-hmm. I was dead silent. I said nothing. And you didn't say anything either. And then mom goes, wow, guys, this is awkward. And I was <laughs> like, mom, just give me a second to process. Because in my brain, it was a boy. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have told me differently. It was a boy. And so then I was like, wow, it's a girl. Okay, let me... Let me re let me rethink. This. Girls gonna take care of you when you're older, gentlemen. I'm telling you now, your daughters are gonna yeah. be the ones taking care of you. Your boys gonna be the ones put you in them uh them old folks' home. But not only that, is your boys then go off and do they own family? They do, yeah, and they leave you. Gr- our girls won't do that. Like so, they'll so always they call me for everything. No, so you like, think they're gonna call me for everything? So we're gonna we'll, be the babysitters. We'll and see. We're gonna be. We'll see. I'm just saying. So. I hope so. So. With Corey, we put it on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and we t- took it to dinner. You have the This is on video. I do. Um, and I opened it up and damn it, it said girl again. And I was like, it's a girl. And With Naomi. No, this With is Corey. Blake. I mean, Corey. Um, Corey yeah. <laughs> this is Corey. Mm-hmm. The, and um, you were like, what did you see? You cussed. You, I think, I mean, in a funny way, mm-hmm. you were like, damn it, or something. I don't remember what you said. And, um, and then there was that. So we were like, okay, two girls. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have two girls. Best friends. They are best friends. Um, again, I would not change it now for anything because all of my friends who have boys, which is pretty much all of them, mm-hmm. um, have boys. They, oh my God, boys are wild and crazy. And I guess I remember that from my brothers. Yeah. But I hadn't thought about that so part of it. When I knew I was a girl dad when... Um, my younger son Jackson had a, a a basketball game, and I went to the basketball game, and I took all the young boys home with me oh, after yeah. the basketball game, and it was like six of them and my son, so it was like seven kids, seven boys. We all go back to the house. These little motherfuckers is jumping on the trampoline. They jumping on. They jumping off the side of the building. They throwing elbows <laughs> on each other. Like these niggas is choking each other, putting each other in leg locks. Like they just doing like the most, the most like type of stuff, right? So I'm like, damn, I'm cool with tea parties and shit. Like I'm cool with like <laughs> chilling on the couch, and watching some Barbie. Doing like, I'm, hair I'm, I'm, and I'm, makeup. I'm cool with all that because all that that old that rough house shit. I, I thought that's what I wanted, but I'm, I actually really didn't want that. No, like having girls for me was the best thing ever. And and I feel like a lot of people, uh, dudes and women in general, also always say stuff like, oh, you must have, whatever you've done in the past to have a bunch of girls, you, you must have done blah, blah. And I, I always tell people, I, I think that whenever, if you believe in God or not, whenever God gives you a bunch of girls, I feel like he gives you a bunch of girls because he knows that you're going to know how to treat them. I feel like he thinks it's a, I feel, I think it's a blessing that he knows that I'm going to treat my daughters 
kindly. I'm going to treat them yeah. with respect. I'm going to have empathy. I'm going to have patience. I'm going to be able to listen to them. I don't think that he put it on my mom because, um, you know, gave me a bunch of girls. Because you, you know, did girls. Because I did girls wrong or <laughs> I was a womanizer. Or because you did a lot of girls. Or, or, did, or as a womanizer or anything like that. So no. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think no. that. I think he gives you girls because he feels like you're going to be able to protect them in the way that they need to be protected. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. I like that opinion. Um, yeah. I think with that is it's just like girls, you have to then worry about their hearts getting broken and, yeah. you know, them coming across. That's what it means. If you did any of them wrong, they're, now they're going to come across someone that does them wrong. I guess sure. that's why people say that. But I'm, you know, um, everyone goes through heartbreak. I'm ready to prepare them for mm. all those things. And I think what I want will, my daughter dating a younger me. Um, probably not. I was respectful, but I wouldn't want them to date a younger me, you know, right. when I was in my younger age and but what I was also, doing. also, I'm like real big on this. Like if my kids come to me at 20 years old and they're like, mom, I've been living my life. I'm getting married. I'd be like, okay. But I, I want to support them, but I'm also, they know I'm not for them getting married young. Mm -hmm. I am not for, um, and I know that was the thing. And then it kind of switched where it wasn't the thing, but I am not. I think, I think the man, especially really honestly, I think the man should be 40 years old before he gets married. Yeah. 40. Oh, I don't think so at all. 39. I, I don't think so at all. Oh man. I do, but, I, I don't but think so whatever. I don't think so at all. <laughs> okay. I but disagree. I, I, I disagree. I mean, I get I just, deep into why I know it's not a good idea for a man to be 40 whenever like they get married. I, why? I, well, because I, I think that if a, the, the longer the man waits, let's say if the man does. So if if, if the man waits till he's 40, right, he didn't, and they say, oh, he didn't, you know, live life. He didn't party, have fun, mm -hmm. had, you know, multiple partners or did relationships or whatever he's done. I feel like whenever he does get married at 40 and he does find his his wife at that time, let's say he had a bunch of sexual partners at the time or just been in a bunch of relationships, I kind of feel like he compares those times to his wife that he's marrying. Like if he's, oh, she's not my best sexual partner, or she's not my best this or my best that. So then he gets comparing her to them because he's had so long of a history of not being married or not doing anything. And when you get when you when you get married younger, you you can have those experiences with that one person. You can you can learn yeah. those new things with that one person, and you can share those memories with that one person right. because y'all did everything got a, a a younger age. Not saying rush into it, but like it, it doesn't have to be like let's go out here and fuck a bunch of people and uh you know explore. Yeah, because you were for like um Gerard, his high school girlfriend. They were together. Yeah. Since like junior high, right? They were together a long time, and uh -huh. that I remember that stressing me out. And you were like. Why does that stress you out? Like yeah. he's with one this girl, one the girl whole time. and I was like, like that's great. Because he doesn't need to be just with her for the rest of his life. Yeah. And this is a woman's perspective. I'm telling, I'm a dude, and I'm telling this yeah, is good for I him to be with him one woman. Because I knew because I knew what was gonna be in store for her if if he if they were to like get pregnant or or get married that young and neither of them had ever done anything outside of that. I but was why worried. everybody think you got to be able to, you got to go out and do a bunch of, I think sometimes it works and it works out perfectly, but I think it worked out perfectly with, for my grandparents, my grandparents yeah. who got married at 18, 19 years old. Um, because the mentality and the, the, the work ethic to make a marriage work was totally different back then. Yeah. Now 
people don't want to work at it. And this isn't something, this doesn't just come together. I mean, Mm -hmm. this isn't something where you don't work at it and it just, it just is like, okay, we're happy all the time. You know, it doesn't work that way. And I think when you're young, you don't realize that and they quit easier now than they used to. They do. And so that's what I was concerned with is, you know, having a, having a child early and then having to, to, go through that and not and and just a lot a lot to it so that was my thought all right folks we're gonna pause right here on episode two ran a little bit long so this is gonna be a two-part situation tune in next week for episode three with coffee with jenny and dre to be continued thank you